together growing in faith and changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 from verse 10 to verse 21. Jeremiah goes to God and he is having a terrible day. He hates everything that is going on in his life and he feels as if he is a failure. He feels that his life has become a failure, his mission has become a failure. He feels that the people whom the Lord had sent to do not like him anymore. And probably sometimes we feel like that in our lives. We feel that we have failed God. We feel that we have failed ourselves. We feel that we have failed those whom we love. And sometimes we may feel that our lives are meaningless and they are not worthy uh, of anything of great value. And so we may feel down and out. Uh, We may feel depressed. And so the Lord, having heard what Jeremiah shares in his own misery and probably in, in, in depression, the Lord answers Jeremiah in a most beautiful manner. And in this book, he says to to Jeremiah, I will make you to these people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Now, let's unpack what the Lord says to Jeremiah. He says, I will make you to these people a fortified wall of bronze. The Lord does not promise us that life will not have challenges. The Lord does not promise us that our marriages will not have troubles. The Lord does not promise us that raising children will be easy. The Lord does not promise us that our workplace will be a beautiful, peaceful place to work and to live in. He says, those things I'm not going to promise you. But what I want to promise you is that I, the Lord your God, will make you a fortified wall against whatever seeks to destroy you. I will make you a fortified wall against that which wants to steal your peace. This is absolutely amazing. The Lord says to us, do not focus on the problem. Do not focus on something outside of you. I need you to focus on yourself. I need you to build your immune I need you to build your spirituality. I need you to be in touch with who you are. And these are the most important things in our lives. Instead of fighting that which is outside of us, which does not make sense, and it does not make sense because what I fight today is different to what I fought five years ago. What I fought five years ago is different to what I will fight 10 years to come. But if I focus on who I am and trying to discover who I am and I'm filling my life with the greatness of the awareness of who I am in the presence of God, 
I don't have to fear whatever I'll have to face in life because I have built that which makes me who I am in the presence of a loving God. And that is the gist of what the Lord says to Jeremiah as he says this to us today. He says, I will make you a fortified wall. Nothing will break you. Will they throw stones at you? Yes, they will. Should you be afraid? No, because I have made you a fortified wall. And so as we go through in life, as we are filled with whatever is going around us in our families, in our lives, in our situations, wherever you are at, try not to focus on the external, but rather focus on the internal. Try and focus on who you are and build that up. As the scripture says, he who is in me is greater than the one in the world. Whatever happens, for there is no weapon that is formed against you that will prevail. And no matter what kind of a weapon that you meet or that you face, it will never prevail because you have been made a fortified city, a fortified wall. The Lord says to Jeremiah, as he says to us today, they will fight against you. They will. Make no mistake. You will find difficulties. You will find challenges. You will find things that are threatening. You will find things that make you question who you are. That makes you question your abilities. That makes you question your worth. That makes you question your marriage. That makes you question your commitment. That makes you question the love of your children. That makes you question the love of your spouse. That makes you question faithfulness. Those things will happen. But they shall never prevail. That's the promise of God. They will fight against you. But they will not prevail over you. Now why will they not prevail over me? Is it because I am strong? Well, partly it's because I'm strong. But my strength lies not in my abilities, not in my capabilities, not in my power, not in my worth, not in my wealth, not in how much I have in the bank, not in my influence. My strength lies in Christ. St. Paul says this absolutely powerfully. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me purpose for my life. I can do all things through Christ who gives me a permission to live in a God-driven fear. To live in a God-driven purpose. Jesus says this. I am with you till the end of time. Never forget that. And Jesus says, he who is with me scatters, gathers with me and does not scatter. What Jesus says is what the Lord has said in Jeremiah. He says they will not fight, they will not prevail for 
I am with you. I, God, Emmanuel, am with you. I'm here to stay. I'm here to make sure that everything is okay. I am here to ensure you, to see you through it, to make sure that you are fine. He says, I'm here, I'm with you in order to save you and to deliver you. These are two powerful verbs. To save and to redeem. To save means uh, something is about to happen and I want to prevent it from happening. I'm saving that. Let me save the day by making sure that the, the, the guests are not embarrassed. Let's save the situation by removing that which seems to threaten us. That is to save. Redeeming has a, a, a quite an important role in the biblical language because to redeem, when Jesus or when the scripture says Jesus redeems us, it has an economical implication. It means God buys us out. We have already been sold or we have sold ourselves and we no longer are in a right standing with the master and the master in order for him to redeem us in a beautiful Hebrew verb to redeem has a connotation that I'm buying you back. Hence they use this beautiful word of a ransom. So I'm buying you back and so God says not only will I save you but if you've already gone over to the other side I am prepared to go and to buy you over and to bring you back because you are mine. The other words that he uses and he says, I will deliver you. Now this is important because he says, I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked. Why is it important to me? Because when he talks about deliverance, he talks about liberation. When he talks about liberation, he talks about bondage. When he talks about bondage, he talks about ownership. And so God will liberate us from that which has held us hostage. He will liberate us from that which has kept us in bondage. And he says, I want you to be free. And when the truth sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's what God says. And so he gives us that knowledge of knowing that we are liberated. We are redeemed because we are loved. May the Queen Mother of God pray and intercede for us. May we always find favor in God. May Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.